What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Gopher Podcast. We are officially in our teens for podcasts. It's so exciting. Um, this is Zach Sloviak and... Abby Gillespie. And we are excited to have old listeners, new listeners, medium listeners, whatever you want to be. Um, we just want to welcome you guys to the Gopher Podcast, where we are going to be talking about some exciting news when it comes to the Chatfield High School and Chatfield community. Plus, we're going to be able to talk to one of Chatfield's most enthusiastic teachers this week um, and just kind of give you guys what's the lowdown of what's going on in Chatfield High School. What do you say, Abby? Cue the band. So everyone has that like one weird food thing they do that like a combination or something that they eat that's just not normal. Like my brother, for instance, will put taco meat on top of his applesauce and eat it like that for like an extra crunch in there. Do you do anything like that, Mr. Sloviak? Like this <laughs> Like <laughs> off the top of my head, no. Um Jacob, that's really weird. Um, <laughs> a weird thing that I do with my food. Um I mean, like, my wife hates when food's touching. So, like, yeah. I mean, like, on her plates, like, I'm starting, I'm, I'm not starting to be like that, but I'm, like, really cognizant of it because I'm, like, this would really bother my wife if my whatever is touching my whatever, I don't know. If my <laughs> corn's touching my mini corn dog, I don't know. Like, that would bother her. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, what's yours? Uh, it's not super weird, I don't think. But I dip my green beans in ketchup. Your green? You don't think that's weird? No. <laughs> that's a normal thing in Minnesota to dip your green beans in your ketchup? Probably not. It's a normal thing for Abby. So are you like a Patrick Mahomes that always has ketchup on everything? No. I'll put it on a lot of stuff. Uh, but green beans. It's usually pretty good, but not on everything. Green beans and ketchup. That is pretty, that's pretty gross. Um, <laughs> I mean, I... I guess, it, I, don't, I don't know if it's weird, but I'd say it's like frowned upon. I do like, I'm a fan of steak and ketchup. I like that. Me too. I, I know a lot of people are like, well, that's like steak sauce. I don't love steak sauce. Um, man, Gillespie, you really put me on the spot with this. This is a hard question. Um, Good. I guess, um, hmm, I had one. I think, if I had to say, I think the weird combination of things that I really like, I really, really like toast and which Lexi Warden here you go I took Lexi Warden's the best toast maker I've ever had it's a weird thing but she made toast one time for class and it was amazing <laughs> so a toast and peanut butter and honey and bananas I really like that combination but I mean I don't think that's a that's it's not super weird it sounds good but not many people do it I don't think right, there you go I guess I'll go with that I guess that's my weird one so podcast listeners Give that one a try this week. Let me know what you think. Also, go ahead, I guess, try green beans and ketchup. ketchup. That sounds disgusting. I don't recommend the taco meat and applesauce. <laughs> it's okay. I've had it once. You actually tried it? Yeah. Oh, no. It took me probably 16 years, but I eventually tried it for him. When did this start? When did this? He was eating tacos one day. <laughs> And he, oh, we always have applesauce when we eat tacos. It's just kind of a thing. I don't know why, but he was eating tacos and some of his meat and everything in his taco fell on top of the applesauce. And then he just ate it like that and he liked it. 
So then according to my mom, he tried to eat messier over his applesauce because he liked the way it tasted. But we got to the point where we just scooped, made extra meat and scooped it into the applesauce for him. Is it like homemade applesauce or something? Nope. <laughs> just like the Mott's jar of applesauce. Oh, oh, it has to be cinnamon applesauce, actually. Oh, jeez. That sounds terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, there's our random conversation of the week. Um, if you have any crazy foods, send them into the Gopher podcast on Instagram and let us know what your crazy food, crazy combination is. So this week's episode and our small down, low down, low down section, um, we're going to be looking at a few major things that are happening inside Chatfield that will be impacting the community, impacting Chatfield High School community and just kind of some exciting stuff that's going on. Um, we're going to start with the fact that on March 1st, Chatfield High School will be going back to full-time in school where we're having all students back in the building. And Abby, tell me a little bit about that through a student's perspective. I think it'll just be nice to be able to see people that you haven't seen all year because you go to schools on the opposite days as them. So I have some friends that are in the other group and I'm sure everyone else does too. And you've really only seen them through a screen and not been able to have a full class. And that'll also be nice because teachers won't be fiddling around with the Zoom and stuff and everyone will be able just to talk to each other in class. Right. Yeah. Communication is finest. Yes. Um, are there really people that you just haven't seen this year? That you'd know, like that are like you'd consider friends that you just haven't seen? Yeah, I think so. And some people are full distance, so that might not change. Right. But some people just have been online five days a week or mm -hmm. just the other half that I haven't been able to see. Awesome. Well, yeah, so there are some, so as Abby said, there will be some people that are still, so according to the state of Minnesota, you still have to give people the right to stay home because of COVID um, and because of the health concerns following COVID. People do have the right to still be a full-time distant learner, um, but the, it is still, we are still making a major jump from hybrid learning to full-time learning. Um, so you, there will still be some people that are zooming in, but for the most part, the vast majority of people will probably be full-time in school. Um, Abby, what's one thing that you know you're excited about other than seeing new people? Um, I'm excited to not have to be alone at my house every day just talking through a computer it's kind of hard to stay focused when you're staring at the screen versus in class there's a lot more going on and it's easier to pay attention gotcha yeah it'll be awesome to have kids in the room again and have people actually interacting and i mean it's so awkward on zoom like you like <laughs> as a teacher you try to do cool things and as students, I'm sure you guys try to participate, but it just doesn't work. Like, it doesn't. So, to those people, this is my professional, maybe unprofessional, I don't know, opinion, <laughs> that uh, Zoom classrooms are not a way of the future. Sorry, Zoom, but just not feeling it. Not the way of the future, right? Right. right. I agree. <laughs> so, Abby, on top of going back to school, could you tell me something else that's exciting for the Chatfield community that has happened recently? Yeah, the other night uh, for wrestling, Seth Getzinger got his 150th and 151st wins, which puts him in fifth place for Chatfield's all-time record. I can't even count that high. Like, congratulations, Seth. That's awesome. <laughs> um, 
So, I mean, I'm just like trying to put it into perspective. Like 151 wins, like, oh. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like, so baseball turns, I'm like trying to think of like, I mean, even to get 151 hits, like that's a lot, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a really a lot. So congratulations, Seth. Um, we obviously expect you to get way more than that this year and bring home a state championship. No pressure. But that was what Abby was saying before the show. She said, "Oh, yep, I did say that for sure." She said, "If you don't bring one home, that like she's gonna be really upset." So mm -hmm. you don't want an upset <laughs> podcast host. So don't do that. Um, bring back state championship, of course. But no, Seth, we're really, really super proud of you. Congratulations. Keep up the great work. Um, and I mean, that's like an attest. That's a testament to a lot. I mean, like a coach, a program, everything like that. Parents, everything. So congratulations, Seth. Keep up the great work. We can't wait to see you continue to add to that total. Now, another team that is lighting it up is Chatfield's speech team. Um, this is one team that doesn't get enough recognition and they're every single year in and out really, really good. Um, and they're so good that they actually took first in the small school division at Wabasha Kellogg where they had very, very, very high competition. So I talked to a few of the students that are in this. So I talked to Lillian Hansen, I talked to Nick Long and I've also talked to Claudia Meyer and they all talked about how this year's been a crazy year for speech and that it's kind of like they're, Nick Long gave me the quote, flying by the seat of his pants. And he was just like, they're talking about how crazy it is, but it shows how well coached they are and how awesome our speech team is. Abby, can you give a few individuals that did really well for us on Sunday? In the storytelling category, Nick Long got second place. In prose, Elijah Lawson got third place. In poetry, Nick Fryer got fourth. In humorous, Katie Dornack got first place. In great speeches, Josie Konings got third place. In extemporary speaking, Claudia Meyer got first place. And Eddie Thorne got an honorable mention in drama. Lillian Hansen got fifth place in discussion. And Elizabeth Shufflebine got third place in creative expression. Oh, that's crazy. So they had, that's how many people have been recognized. And as a team, they took first in the small school district or a small school division. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So congratulations. Um, that's awesome, Chatfield speech team. Abby, if you could give a certain type of speech, what do you think it would be from that list? Um... Maybe, maybe drama. You could be dramatic. Or discussion. It depends. I don't really know much about what the different categories are, but I feel like I could debate pretty good if that's what discussion is. <laughs> drama. Abby Gillespie, drama. Um, I don't know. What about you? Oh, boy. Looking at it. Hmm. I think great speeches would be really cool. I would definitely give the Herb Brooks speech from Miracle on Ice. Jacob did that. That would be awesome. In college. That would be so awesome. Um, yeah, I might do great speeches or something. Maybe the FDR we are in like a day of infamy. That would be so yeah. cool. But congratulations, Chatfield Speech Team. Well, Abby and I sit over here and think about what we could do. You guys are obviously out there doing it. Congratulations. Um, keep doing Chatfield Proud. Keep it moving. So next, one of the areas that we had somebody take fourth in, which was Nick Fryer for speech, was poetry. Our next person that we will be having our weekly press conference 
is a poet, and we know it, and he is going to be telling you about himself. Um, Abby, who are we having on today? We're going to have Senor Jansen joining us. Oh, uh, the one and only Senor Jansen. Hello, everybody, and this week we have a super guest in Senor Jansen, and um, we'd like to welcome you to the Gopher Podcast. Thank you for having me. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Senor? Uh, I'm a salsa enthusiast. <laughs> I like to write poetry. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love people. And I have a pet dog. What's your dog's name? Luna. Luna. I know Luna. She's pretty cool. She is pretty cool. Um, so, Senor, can you tell... So, for people that don't know, I, I should stop saying... Senor, because some people might not know this, but Mr. Jansen, can you tell a little tell people to the Gopher or tell the Gopher podcast about what you do for the school, what you're involved in, etc. Oh goodness, a lot. Um, I'm the high school Spanish teacher. I also have a middle school world languages class. Um, I'm the teacher union vice president. I am on the high school leadership team. I'm an advisor for Delta. I'm a Minnesota Honor Society faculty advisor. Um, I'm our lead PLC facilitator. Uh, and I'm, I like to think of myself as the, the lead spreader of, of joy and happiness. <laughs> I would challenge that. Would you? No, Senor wins. Have you seen him on Momentum Monday? Well, that's only on Monday. That leaves four days of the week. Well, his fun meter's up to the max right now. Yours is even uh, on you. It is. It's hidden. <laughs> wow. That yeah, they seems... can't spread it if it's hidden. I'm not spreading fun. He said he's the lead spreader of joy. Joy is not fun. Mr. Slovak, I hope you remember that you did sign a contract for the fun meter. This could be a breach of that contract. That says it has to be on my outer layer of clothing? Oh, we'd have to check the language. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your Delta group that you run? Yeah, so I'm advisor for the uh, culture and character group, um, and our, our main mission is to, sort of the, similar to the main mission of Delta, is just creating positive change amongst the student body, amongst teachers, and as a, as a school as a whole. Um, and the, the big thing that we've been working on and then just started was the gopher parts. So can, I, we've gone over it before in the podcast, but um, Abby and I have explained the gopher card before, but I think it'll be better for the people to hear it directly from you, explaining it a little bit about like a primary source explaining what the gopher card is. Sure. Um, so the, the central concept of gopher cards is related to PBIS, which stands for Positive Behavioral Intervention Systems. And basically what it is is drawing attention to positive behavior. Um, and so what we do with the gopher cards is each letter of gopher stands for a different positive character attribute, G, Gratitude, O, optimism, P, perseverance, H, helpfulness, E, education, and R, respect. And we've detailed how students can display these things, and all the staff members have a poster detailing that. 
And then when they recognize those things in students, uh, students that are consistently displaying those things, uh, then they get sort of like a nomination for a card. Uh, then they take that nomination to me, and I just say, hey, what, what, what word did you get? And I fill out a card for them. Uh, and then those cards later on will, will be able to be used uh, in raffles to win different things and reward and promote uh, those positive displays of character. And this just started this week, right? Yes, yeah, so we, we've been working on the plans for this for almost a year and a half to two years. Um, a couple of things kind of came together this year that haven't in the past that allowed us to be able to do it. Um, so we've been working on it for a long time, um, but we just officially started it, implemented it on Monday this week. Awesome. Um, I know that a lot of the staff has talked and we're really excited for this idea. Um, it's a great idea to enforce positivity rather than, I mean, there's a lot of negative things going on and it's very easy to focus on that. So this is going to be an awesome opportunity to push positive thought and positive ideas out and reward instead of punish. Um, could you give a little shout out to your group? Yeah, so in, in our group is uh, Paige Erickson, Stephanie Bratt, Jamie Budd, Elizabeth Scheffelbein, Tyler uh, Glanzinski, and Elijah Lawson. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So how, do you guys, how did you guys come up with this idea of gopher? Uh, so it actually started out as GOAT because just one year ago that was really popular. But as, as these fads go, now that's not so popular. So it started out as, as GOAT, and G-O-A-T stood for similar ideas as Gopher does. Um, and that morphed into Gopher. The, the central concept, though, is just wanting to, to spread positivity, to, to reward uh, and promote a lot of the positive behaviors and, and Characteristics that a lot of our students show on a daily basis, but maybe just don't get uh, sort of open or recognizable recognition of those things. So we just wanted to spread a little positivity and promote positive character, in turn, hopefully kind of promoting a better culture in the school as a whole. How did you guys come up with the idea of handing out individual cards to like work up to a larger prize? Um, I don't know that I can say there was one like turning point of how, of how that happened. Um, really all this started three years ago when a group of teachers went to, it was called Justin's Renaissance, um, held by Justin's, the people who do like class rings and yearbooks and stuff. And they do like a, a school culture, um, seminar every year in different places and so we went to one and they had like all kinds of ideas that they shared there and something there sparked this idea um, and like I said earlier it aligns with like PBIS um, which is something that a lot of educators know about um, and so yeah we wanted it to be both recognize the individual characteristics shown but also be able to build towards something bigger Awesome. Um, so kind of shifting. So a, a positive thing that is happening is a lot of, for a lot of people are viewing it as positive is that students are starting to kind of come back in the building and interact with each other again through an educational manner. 
Um, Senor, what is one thing you are extremely excited about when it comes to students coming into the building and having them in your room and actually being able to like feel like we're teaching again? Well, I've always felt like I was teaching, but this, I, I do prefer <laughs> what we're about to be doing. Um, the one thing I'm super, well, I'm super excited about a couple of things. The first thing, using more paper. I love paper. Shout out to my hometown, Kimberly, Wisconsin. Go paper makers. <laughs> the other thing I'm really excited about is just like the energy from people that are live there with you. It's just a very different feel and different energy compared to um, some of them being on the computer to being in person. So just the energy of people being here in person uh, and just being able to kind of feed off of that and interact with everybody every day. I love all these people that come into this building and so I'm excited to see all of them more frequently. When I was taking your Spanish class, we were in person and we were, we mainly talked and like that's how we learned. Did that kind of change or was it more difficult through the distance learning? It was definitely more difficult. Yes, everything was more difficult. Um, but that in particular, uh, yeah, was, was more challenging. Um, in class, um, I was still able to do a lot of the same things. Um, you know, students had to more stay at their desks and somebody had to talk a little louder and that was maybe more challenging. Um, but online, I did a lot of use of like breakout rooms on Zoom. Um, the only difficulty was that with that is I couldn't monitor or hear all the conversations happening because you have to go in and out of the different breakout rooms on the computer. Um, and so that was hard, but we still continue to do it. Um, and part of that is just putting some trust into my students and, you know, trusting that when I set something up that they're going to do their best to carry it out and and uh, hopefully those things go well. So yeah, it was more challenging, but I think for the most part, I continue to do everything that I would normally do uh, and just try to find different ways to do it. Okay. So we've hit the point in our podcast where we're going to give you a five question fire drill. So we're just going to shoot questions at you and want you to answer them as truthfully, fully, whatever you want to do as possible. All right, um, look out. Look out. I cannot <laughs> wait. So I will start. Um, Senor, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? <laughs> Easiest question I've ever been asked. LeBron James. <laughs> what is your dream vacation? Uh, probably traveling through... Uh, parts of South America, probably the countries on the western coast of South America. Just a lot of historical sites and, and cultural things that I'd want to experience. If you could have any movie playing, what movie would you pick and who's your favorite actor? Oh, I watch a lot of movies. Um, probably one of the movies I, I, I watch more frequently would be Princess Bride. Um, favorite actor? I enjoy Matt Damon and Denzel Washington. Probably two of my favorites. <laughs> what is your favorite song? Ooh. I'd say I have a few favorites. 
One, I'll Follow You Down by Shine Down. Two, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And three, All You Need Is Love by The Beatles. Great choice. <laughs> if there's one hidden talent that you have that no one knows about, what is this talent? Oh, geez. I'm pretty open about myself at school. So there's probably some people that know this, but I'm extremely mouth-eye coordinated. And what I mean by that is <laughs> I'm very good at catching things in my mouth. Specifically, grapes are my specialty. And I can do it in all kinds of different ways, like kicking it, bouncing off a ball, throwing it over a building, laying down on the ground. Throwing it over a building. Flinging it from the scooter. <laughs> oh, yeah. So someone's throwing a grape. Someone else is going to have to do the thriller. Oh, oh okay. But I also have once a, like a coach, it was a coach bus, and I stood on one side, threw the grape up into the air over the coach bus, ran around to the other side, laid down on the ground, and caught it in my mouth. Wow. That's quite the story. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You must be a pretty fast runner. Well, I've gotten slower over the years, but when that happened, I was pretty fast. <laughs> my goodness. Well, senor, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm hoping everybody has this clear understanding of what gopher cards are now. We've talked about it a few times, and now we have it explained and plus I hope you guys get to see the energy and enthusiasm we get to see every week from the second most joyful teacher in the building <laughs> first thank you for being Number on the Gopher Podcast yeah thanks for having me it was great so Emmy, Senor always is somebody that's fun to talk to will always give you full answers and leave you laughing when he leaves um, what's something you took away from this interview I think it helped me while I'm in Delta, it also kind of provided more of a background about the gopher cards, and it just kind of spotlighted how a more unique subject like Spanish, which really relies on communication, can adjust to what's going on with distance learning and coming back and going full-time now. Yeah, Senor is awesome. I mean, so for those that don't know, this is my third year teaching at Chatfield. Um, Senor was my mentor my first year, so like you're assigned a mentor your first year, and he was the person that was assigned to be my mentor. Um, it's so I know him pretty well, but I mean every time you talk to him, you're always leaving the room laughing, doing something. He's definitely one of the people that at the school loves to argue, and I, I mean every <laughs> that's what I leave it from. I just love no matter what you say, he'll give you something to smile about and something that he'll argue back with you. But um, no, it's awesome to hear about the type of things that him and his section are doing with the gopher cards, but it's also, it's awesome to hear how much he loves his students and how he loves his job and loves the people. Um, I, I, you can just tell when he talks about coming to work, like it's truly not a job for him, he loves what he does. So um, it's awesome to have people like that on the staff. Uh, because, I mean, I love my job. I hope the students love to come to school as much as we love to teach. But, I mean, that's awesome. So, for the quote of the week this week, um, it's a famous, not a famous quote, I guess, but it's a quote that I was told numerous times in college by a college coach, Nick Winicky, at St. Mary's. Um, he used the saying, be where your feet are. Um, and so, for this week, that's going to be the quote I give you guys, is be where your feet are. Be, 
be in the moment, um, enjoy what you're doing. Don't worry about the issues of yesterday. Don't worry about the stress of tomorrow. Just kind of be where your feet are because you can't change what happened in the past and you're not going to be able to know what's going to happen tomorrow. So um, be where you are, enjoy what you're doing because you never know how many more times you get to be doing that. So um, kind of be where you are. Abby, what do you got to say? Cue the band.